0: Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful and honest conversations around Auburn Athletics. Where, do you go?
1: Where do you go? Hey, how about you everybody? Welcome into uh, the newest edition of the Auburn Live show. We have got another addition to our lineup of shows. We're going inside the 20 with Jeffrey Lee and Keith Niebuhr today. We're going to do it all in 20 minutes. We're going to give you two quick snippets each week, 20-minute snippets on Auburn's recruiting. We're going to start next week doing on offense on a Monday, maybe defense on Wednesday. And we're going to do it all inside 20 minutes. As I said, I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee. I'm joined by Mr. Keith Niebuhr. Mr. Keith Niebuhr, I think your uh, screen is frozen. Oh, it's just a picture. How you doing, big dog? Yeah, I'm good. What's going on, brother? So, oh, uh, I, I kind of like our little style here, man. I, I, we, we've got a uh, 20 minutes to get in uh, as much as we can about Auburn recruiting. We're going to do it two days a week. One day Starting next week, we're going to do offense one day. We're going to do defense another day. Today, we're just kind of going to give everybody a, uh, a roundup of what's kind of going on this week, things to look forward to. Keith, I know you've been on the road. You went and saw Janoris Wilson. When was it, Monday? Correct. And really like where Auburn stands with him, which would be huge
0: yeah, I mean, you're talking about, I mean, he's a three star guy, but Auburn's got him with kind of you know a four star rating uh, in the uh, in the staff room. They've really prioritized this guy. I went and watched him practice, and he's six, four, but he is built like a tackle. He's lean. and so and he's got that reach. So uh, he says he's recruiting uh, Auburn's recruiting him at tackle, and that's you know that's where he expects to be if he goes to Auburn and we think he is going to go to Auburn. But he also said, hey, I can play anywhere along the offensive line. Uh, interesting story with him is, you know, he was at Big Cat Weekend with his mom, uh, and he—they were really pushing him to commit the last weekend in July at Auburn, and his mom was pushing him to commit. That was her first trip there. She fell in love with Auburn. He didn't. He resisted. You know, he kind of wanted to take a step back.
1: He didn't. And, he didn't commit. That's right. He did not. He didn't they, fall in love with Auburn. Okay. He, he didn't.
0: Did. He fell in love with Auburn, but he didn't commit, and that's okay too because. Uh, you know, you want to, you know, do you want a kid to commit on the sugar high? Yeah, that's nice. But sometimes you want them to get home, reflect on it and see where they really stand. And right now he says, Auburn has a huge lead and, uh, others in the mix, UCF, Missouri and North Carolina. Now he's at a new school, Jeff, and they are a state power, Lakeland high school. He's going to get a lot more attention this year. He's got five-star Cormani McLean in the secondary. They got, you know, a dozen division one guys on the roster. He's going to get more looks and probably more offers. But right now, Auburn doesn't seem to have too much to worry about. He's going to officially visit for the Penn State game. He'll come in that that day on the 17th. And uh, I think Auburn's going to probably wrap this one up in the fairly near future. At least that's where, that's where I think it is right now. I think you agree with me.
1: I do. And I tell you, man, I was really surprised at the headline you had for him because this is something that we used to see in the business a lot. You know, so and so leads. He, they're my leader. We, you just don't see that anymore. You, you, you now see, you know, top groups and stuff. But you hardly ever see a kid come out and name a leader. I was really pri- surprised to see that. um mm-hmm. It's not something we see a lot. Of, I can't, I can't think of the last kid that I wrote about that said Auburn's my leader. You know, they're up there. Maybe, maybe they're at the top. You know who? It, I think it might have been. It might have been Engeferard a week before. <laughs> yeah, <a> week before <laughs> <laughs> he committed to Arkansas. <laughs> well, you- and, yeah, go ahead. and then he said he was going to wait until December. The next week, he went to Arkansas, committed on the spot. I'll,
0: I'll tell you, Jeff. You know, he mentioned his mom wanting, uh, you know, pushing him to commit, wanting him to go to Auburn. Well, when you got the mama, you're usually going to get the kid. And and they are very close. They're so close they actually run a business together. Yeah, I called that. Sweets by Norris. He's Janoris. so Sweets by Norris. And I guess him and his mom kind of cooked, uh, 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 make up uh, like sweets, cupcakes, cakes, things like that. And they got a they got a, a little business in the Lakeland, Florida. Area. Pretty, pretty cool. But again, that really, now if you're an Auburn fan, why do you care? Well, you care because he's close with his mom and his mom wants him at Auburn. Okay. Uh, you know, in some families, the mom has a lot of say in some families, maybe the dad has more say, but um, yeah, his mama wants him at Auburn. And uh, I think they're going to be really hard to beat here. And, and again, he's a priority recruit. Now that's one of those things where the evaluation inside in-house is different than the evaluations at on three at, ESPN at rivals at twenty four seven. They've they've made this guy a priority and they've really locked in on him since the time they offered. In I believe it was early June and I think they're getting close to getting him on board.
1: Have been have, Auburn has had some good evaluation, Even looking back at like DJ Chester, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. they were on him hard. He was just a lowly three star, and now he's one of the top two fifty players in the country. Uh, But sticking with the offensive line, Keith, we we, we both agree that's the biggest need. And, you know, going back to what you were saying is Janoris Wilson's kind of a raw guy right now. But, you know, Will Will Friend told me during the uh, coaches' interviews that he wanted guys basically from three different levels. He wanted high school kids. He wanted junior college kids. He wanted transfer portal kids. And he also wanted kids that were developmental guys. He wanted guys that were able to come in and start, come in and compete for the two deep. This, this, to me, on the surface at least – Says this is one of those high school de- developmental guys who he wants in his system for two years before he really expects any contribution from him. So this is to me a, a big need. He would fill one of those needy spots and would give Auburn a good foundation for outside guys, which they don't have any right now. They only have Braden Joiner, and we know that they have a, a huge need as far as numbers goes for offensive line. I'm looking at five to six high school guys and then JUCO and. And, and, and transfer portal guys as well. So I'm looking for a big, big offensive line. Because I think Jay had said after this year, Auburn will have eight scholarship offensive linemen on the roster.
0: Yeah, that, I mean, it's I – mean,
1: You can't even fill out it too deep with that. Yeah, I mean,
0: look, they're going to lose at least six and maybe seven of the top guys off this current team. Now, we don't know Nick Brom's status um, if he doesn't play. If he plays or doesn't play, but you're still losing him regardless. After this this uh, season, a guy like Keandre Jones, I think he could come back, but maybe he doesn't. You know, so they're they're losing a lot of guys. Bottom line, and so they've got to get out there. And if they just take JUCO and portal guys, then you're really not building for the future. You're just building mm-hmm. for next season and the season after that. So they've got to. You're right, Jeff. They've got to take a balance of high school guys to build for the future, junior college guys that can help. Over the course of two to three years, because some of those guys have three years of eligibility and then mm-hmm. also transfers uh, who may only have some in some cases may only have mm-hmm. one year left, a, a grad right. transfer, for instance. So uh, you get that one year out of that guy as a stopgap and, and because look, you're, you're always trying to build two things at once. And you know this, you're trying to build a team for each year, year to year, and you're trying to build a program. they are two different things, mm-hmm. but they work in concert. And on Auburn right now, I mean, they you know, the offensive line recruiting since 2017, that class Jeff with Austin Troxel, Nick Brahms, and Calvin Ashley, which, you know, two of those guys are still there and starters or first teamers. Uh, that's if Nick can play this year. He's got some injury issues. Um, since then, it's kind of been the, the Sahara Desert of recruiting, really. I mean, it's just been misses and not enough signees and uh, – some evaluations that weren't great, and sometimes where Auburn swung. And this is across both staffs, by the way. No staff's perfect. We're not trying to be overly critical to anybody, but sometimes Auburn has swung for the fences, missed, circled back. And the kids they circle back to were like, well, you know, no too thing. Late. Yeah, it's too late. You had your chance. Right. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's just been every school's got a position. Every school's got one, but even the best programs have a position that just they don't recruit as well as others. And this is the one for Auburn. I mean, you see what Auburn's done at, uh, historically at receiver and, uh, or, and, and defensive back, just one guy after the other. But this position, this position group, it's just been really troubling. And and again, right now they only have one guy committed, Braden Joyner, center, and that's really the only position he can play. So they've got a lot of mm. work left here, no question about it.
1: Moving outside, Keith, got some news on the verge of happening. Of happening, uh, We knew Auburn needed at least two wide receivers in this class. The wide receiver position back in the summer was a big area of concern. Uh, I think some of these young guys, Camden and Brown, have stepped up and given Auburn a little peace of mind at that, at that position. But we know Auburn needs two. They've got Carmelo English in the boat already. Huge, huge get for uh, first-year wide receivers coach Ike Hilliard. Then you've got Daquavius Sorry, four-star wide receiver, from Florida announcing Friday afternoon I think Keith is that right I I, I
0: don't have the time yet but Me I so yeah yeah
1: I don't think he's announced the time I think I actually wrote that but he's announcing yeah, he's got a uh, top group of a, a top program in Florida
0: with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them And Florida, okay. yes, wait a Florida, Alabama, Georgia, and Auburn, I think, are his four, right? Okay. Isn't that, isn't that the school he keeps mentioning? Yes.
1: yes. Former uh, Georgia commitment, Florida. I, I know there was a lot of concern about Florida, but it seems like talking to guys who know more about Florida recruiting than we do, they like him at safety, and not so much at wide receiver. They they filled up Keith. You know about those Gators recruiting. They
0: yeah. They 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 just don't have room at offense. There you go. Offense to be honest, and that and that happens. And so people say, "Well, you didn't. You didn't. I mean, look. I mean, it's he, he. didn't have a spot here. He didn't have a spot there. And he's got a spot at Auburn. But if you really like a guy, you're not worried about all, all that. You're just worried about making sure you get him.
1: And don't, uh, don't care how you get him, as long as you get right. him. I don't that's care. Right. I, I hope they pass on. You know, all these kids. That's I hope right. They fill yeah. up and don't have room for a lot of these you, kids.
0: You do your own evaluations. You have your own needs. You know, we mentioned this earlier that uh, earlier in the year." that uh, they weren't sure what they were going to do maybe at the slot position, a smaller receiver, because they have a few on the roster already. And so uh, we knew that that wasn't the priority. We knew that an outside guy would be more of the priority. And, you know, Dequavius sorry, 6'2", I think 185. He comes from an athletic family. Uh, Chipley is a small town in the Florida pan- Panhandle, but historically good athletes have come out of there, guys that have played Division One football, guys that have played Division One basketball. So even though it's a smaller school area, Chipley, Graceville, Mariana, a lot of those towns have produced good athletes. Niceville. That's right. Well, Niceville is a little bigger, but they've produced a lot of good athletes. And so it's a good region, a good area. Um, And again, and and there's some disparity in the rankings too. I mean, On3 has him as a high three-star, but the the overall industry has him as a four-star. So, um, you know, everybody evaluates people differently. But again, he's a guy that, most people don't know a ton about Jeff. He doesn't do a lot of right. interviews. He isn't a guy that went to camps. So it's basically what you saw on film is a guy that's pretty dang athletic. Uh, but that's all you know. That's all you know. We're going to we're gonna try to, presuming he commits to Auburn like both of us think we, he will, we're going to try to go see him and learn a little bit more about him. But, you know, he's got the height that Auburn wants. Auburn's done as well as, as anybody in the SEC with those big receivers over the last decade. And he's athletic.
1: And you know, back, back in May, I was told uh, by somebody who would know four names at wide receiver. This was before Carmelo, Carmelo English committed. But Dequevius Sori was one of the four. Carmelo English was one of the four. So, if I'm going by that conversation, this was back in May again. Auburn had zero wide receivers. were in yeah. need of some wide receivers. They're getting two of the top four guys. And, again, this was back in May when even the guy who told me this didn't think Auburn had much of a shot. He thought he would end up at Florida. Interesting. No.
0: Well, and, and I'll say this too. You know, I, I, I've been interviewing I killyard longer than anybody in the Auburn market. That's because he was at the University of Florida the exact same time I was there. But he's always been a high IQ guy. But the reason I mention him is one, he's the receivers coach at Auburn. But he comes from the NFL, and you know that doesn't mean he's smarter than receiver coaches in college that haven't been in the NFL, but he knows what it takes to get in the NFL. He knows what body type, he knows what skill set. He has a specific thing that he's looking for. I think Jeff, both of you and I have heard that he kind of lone wolves, kind of does his own thing out there in the evaluation world. Um, And so, you know, he zeroed in on this guy several months ago. And so that says something. Uh, At that time, uh, you know, maybe he was a, a take in a lot of these schools. I don't know, but yeah. Auburn values him. Auburn thinks he's a surefire four-star guy. We both heard through the grapevine. So, pres- provided that they can get him, and we again, like we think, we think he will land with Auburn. It'll be a big pickup. I mean, gosh, that'd be commitment number eight. And you're right, uh, Jeff. They may only sign three receivers, and that would give you two four-star guys right there. You know? and then
1: you then you can maybe make a move or, or, or be a little bit more selective. We, I think you uh, David Hopkins was a other Adam, Adam. That's yep. what I said. Yep. Adam Hopkins and he I was told he's he's built kind of like Carmelo. He's not that six foot two guy, but he's a guy who could play outside if he if he if you needed him to. Uh, I think you get the Quavious Story. Then you you can be more selective if you can or if you will or want to take a third wide receiver. He would certainly be a guy to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Sticking with the specialty, Keith, moving along. But um, we, we, uh, running back. Auburn has Je- Jeremiah Cobb committed. They want one more. We've kind of been digging for some names of who are some some other top targets. Uh, we, we've known Roger Robinson, he, he, you know, he was probably number one on the board from the get-go. Uh, although he probably wasn't the most the must have that Jeremiah Cobb is. But uh, Roger Robinson from San Diego, California. I think he's got some family here in, the, uh, in or around, I think so. I think Um, so,
0: in Alabama. Birmingham,
1: maybe. Uh, He visited back in May, committed to UCLA shortly thereafter. A lot of people I've talked to the past two weeks don't think he's going to end up at UCLA. Don't think it's going to be Auburn by any means, at least not yet. But they do think Auburn's got a shot here. They do think he will come back for an official visit. Uh, But another guy, Mike Mitchell, a four-star guy down in Florida, um, really has the rankings, but apparently – the offers have yet to come. And uh, as I've been told, uh, well, how, I think even Mike said this, my academics slipped. I didn't realize I was going to be this good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you about Robinson. Let me give you a little thing on him. Uh, he played in a game last week. They, this team won 56, nothing, but he had 186 yards and four touchdowns on only eight carries. And he played one half. Great day. Well, so, yeah, that, that's a day. And, uh, and we had some video of him that was on Twitter, but, uh, you're right. There are people in California, excuse me, out West that don't think he's going to stick with UCLA. And then most people out there think he's, or many people out there think he's the best back in California. So if you're really high on a guy like that and Auburn is, and you want that kind of thunder and lightning tandem, you already have Jeremiah Cobb. Who's kind of a little, a do it every, a do everything guy with great acceleration, a little bit on the lanky side, you add this more of a steamroller type running back.
1: He sure is.
0: And, uh, and, and you could have something here. So, uh, you know just keep plugging away and if you can get him back for an official visit which you wrote it's very possible then you might have a shot if he's thinking about you and he's visiting you're probably at least somewhat in the game cuz he he's on your you're on his mind you're on his radar
1: <coughs> no LSU LSU is the weekend of the LSU game is going to be a weekend yeah. to keep an eye on with him they wanted to get him to the Penn State game but I think he's going to uh, A&M in Miami that weekend are you going to A&M for the Miami game that September 16th weekend uh, so I think LSU that we can know the LSU game might be something to keep an eye on there. Keith, three minutes left, man. What's uh, in, in overall, man? How do you feel like Auburn sits going into this season?
0: Well, you know, it's still not great. I feel don't, don't sure. the same way, but better than uh, I felt three, four weeks ago. And you know, you know, we've gone out, we've seen some guys, we've talked to a bunch of kids, we've covered events, and and they're you know, kids are saying good things about Auburn, but so many of them are in wait and see mode. Now, what we don't know is, are they just telling us in Auburn that? Are they just saying, well, let's put it this way, Jeff. It's very hard for a teenager to break up with a girl, right? So what do you do when you don't know how to break up with somebody? You either run away and hide and and just don't take their calls, or you kind of come up with a good excuse. Uh, you know? So is this an excuse? Are kids just telling Auburn, and this is my potential concern, are they just saying, hey, we really love you. Uh, I just want to make sure you're there. If you're there, I'm coming. Are they just saying that to to kind of get you know take the easy way out, or do they mean it? If they mean it, uh, that could be that, that gives Auburn a real a real chance because it, with that schedule, with the five home games to start off, two of them being marquee games, Penn State, LSU, and then the third one sandwiched in between them is Missouri, and that's another right. c game. You're going to have a lot of recruits at that game too, so the opportunity is there. So I feel like if Auburn can make some noise early in the season. That's going to keep things headed in the right direction. You know, I went and spent some time with Ohio state commit Cedric Hawkins last week, uh, safety from Cocoa, Florida. I feel like even though he's saying he's not going to take visits that he's locked in with Ohio state, I still think he's clearly somebody to watch. If it doesn't work out with Ohio state, Auburn's right there. Maybe FSU as well. Um, Again, I feel better, Jeff, than I did not that long ago. Because if Auburn's mm-hmm. gonna sign 20 guys, let's say, like we did last year, that means you only have 12 more spots after Friday if if you pick up Dequavius Sorry. Well, 12 spots is not unmanageable over uh, you know September, October, November, and half a December period. It's absolutely doable. And if you do that, then you still have spots for February. All right, you may pick up a few more. And then you save spots what's left for, for transfer. So Eight commitments. It wouldn't be a lot, but, uh, again, when you look at the big picture it, that still gives you plenty of time to pick up another 12 or so
1: very manageable, very manageable. Yeah. Hey, good. St- good stuff. Keith, first episode of inside the 20. I thought it was great. We're, gonna, oh, we're going to uh, fast, man. Yeah, I know. It. Time goes by when you're uh, talking a lot, but, uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to do this twice a week, folks. So uh, we're going to try to get as much in as we can in under 20 minutes. We're going to start next week on Monday, maybe with the uh, defense, since we uh, were a little bit majority offense today. We'll start defense on Monday. We'll come back on Wednesday with an inside the 20 on the offense. Continue this throughout the season, man. I hope we could, uh, hope we'll have a jam packed 20 minute pod for you for maybe your ride home from work. If you drive more than 20 minutes to and from work, you probably live in Atlanta. And then, I mean, products. Jeff, this
0: is a, this is a lunch room, uh, just a quick lunch in your car, amount of time to listen to us, or or a quick trip to the bathroom, you know, whatever. Twenty minute
1: break. <laughs> whatever,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: Hey, well, listen, we appreciate everybody listening. Stay tuned to us next week for our new shows, and obviously, stay tuned to Auburn Live on three. We still got the one dollar a year deal going for about eight more days. Keith, is that right? That's right. Eight more days, $1 a year, man. You guys jump on there. Go to our YouTube, YouTube page, Auburn Live on 3. Like and subscribe. I don't know what it does, but it helps us somehow. And look for uh, a lot of content this weekend, potential commitment coming. And hey, we appreciate everybody. We appreciate Keith Niebuhr. Thanks, Keith. We appreciate you, man. Thanks to Zach in the back. I'm Jeffrey Lee, staff of the length lane. Please see you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?